Um, okay, well, as we know, Tuesday was franchise tag day in the NFL. First day that teams can officially place the franchise tag on players. It's been long assumed the Chiefs will tag Orlando Brown Jr. Is that the right move? And what will they do with OBJ after that? Yeah, it's the right move because there's Our not OBJ. A, there's not a better candidate. You always got to specify. <laughs> Everybody assumes you're talking about Odell Beckham Jr. Um, yeah, it's the right move because there's not a better candidate. You you have to franchise tag Orlando Brown Jr. because the only other real option would be Juju Smith Schuster. And you don't need him the way that you need Orlando Brown. I think it's mostly because of positional value. Mm-hmm. Chiefs, if if they if they can't have Juju next year, they're going to be okay because there's other receivers you can get out there. There's only a finite number of of left tackles. And while I don't think Orlando Brown is worthy of the deal that he wants, I'd rather have him on the franchise tag than not have him at all. If that means that you have to let Juju go. If the inverse is that you tag Juju and let Orlando Brown Jr. like that walk, that's a non-negotiable. You can't let him walk. You either franchise tag him and extend him, which I think is the most popular opinion, or you franchise tag him and you trade him, which is what I think the Chiefs should do. And that's not a, po- a popular take because I think for the longest time, ever since the Chiefs traded for him two years ago, the idea has been that, well, you gave up a first-round pick, and this guy's 26 by the time you traded for him. Like He is supposed to be your left tackle of the future. Kayla, we saw what happened in that Super Bowl to the Buccaneers where the offensive line shredded or got shredded by Tampa Bay. Ugly. And they completely revamped the O-line. And Orlando Brown Jr. was sort of the face of that retooling of the offensive line. But you've seen two years now of a guy who, when playing well, looks like a really, really good left tackle. But the question you have to ask yourself is, is he worthy? Does he provide enough value to the team to make him one of the highest paid offensive linemen in the NFL? To allow him to reset the market? Because that's what he's asking. And you go back to the contract that the Chiefs offered him last year. In terms of annual value, in terms of total guaranteed, he was going to be amongst the league's highest paid players. The only guys at his position that were going to make more, Trent Williams for San Francisco, David Bakhtiari of Green Bay, and Laramie Tunsil in Houston. You know what all three of those guys have in common, though, Kayla? Is that they are elite left tackles not elite sometimes they are the best at what they do and you can't say that beyond a shadow of a doubt for Orlando Brown Jr. so like if I pay Chris Jones 28 million dollars a year I know I'm getting elite play elite pass rushing if I pay Patrick Mahomes 50 million dollars a year that may be more than any other quarterback guess what though I got Patrick Mahomes on my team I'm okay with that he is going to allow your team to compete for Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Can you, can someone define the value that Orlando, like is Orlando Brown Jr. The difference between you winning a Super Bowl and not, I know everybody has the nightmares of the, the Tampa Bay Super Bowl, but like there are other options out there. They may not be as good as Orlando Brown, but you have to sort of do the formula between how much does this player cost 
versus how much value am I getting from them? I may get a worse left tackle, but it's going to be a fraction of the cost of what Orlando Brown Jr. costs. So if this is a guy that wants $24 million a year, if this is a guy that wants 40 to $50 million guaranteed, I don't think you do it because I don't think that's what championship teams do. It's the same reason they let Tyreek Hill walk, walk last offseason. They wanted Tyreek Hill here, but they got to a number that was uncomfortable. If that happens with Orlando Brown, and this is honestly, Kayla, and I know you feel the same way about Brett Beach. It's one thing I have a lot of trust in, of, all, of every single aspect of doing that job. I don't think Veach is someone like we see other teams do. Like the Cowboys are notorious for this. They fall in love with a player and they just do the deal. Yep. Right. It may be a little bit more than they're willing to, that they want to pay, but ultimately they're like, no, we got to have this guy here. Let's pay him. All right. That's, that's how Ezekiel Elliott ended up with his massive contract extension. That's how Dak Prescott ended up with his massive contract. You just pay it because you want this guy there. Veach mm -hmm. won't do that. I really don't think so. Maybe. Maybe he'll prove me wrong because he's he's relatively young GM, all things considered. I don't think he's going to pay a guy more than he thinks he's worth. It's exactly why he let Tyreek Hill walk last year. I agree. And to that point, I don't worry about stuff like this because I know we're in such good hands with him and everything he does on the contract side and the money side. And it's not something that we as Chiefs fans, I don't think have to be concerned about because of how good he is at all of these things. Yeah. I mean, which brings, sorry. I mean, they, they offered him a massive contract last year, a massive deal, and he turned it down. So it's not as though they're not willing to re sign him to a big deal. Mm -hmm. It's just that he wants a record setting deal. And as of right now, the Chiefs haven't been willing to give it to him. What is the point of tagging and trading? So you're saying tag for a year, trade after that year? Well, you could trade him. So you could tag him tomorrow and then trade him the next day, right? Tagging him just gives you the rights to his services for another year until this time next year. So there may be another team out there that would not like, just like how the Chiefs got the massive haul for Tyreek Hill. Mm -hmm. You got, what was it? A first and a second. You trade for him if you're going to give him that deal. And there may be other teams out there that are saying, yeah, we will we will give you that money. We'll give you $45 million guaranteed. We'll give you $24 million a year. But we're also going to have to give up some draft debt. And I don't know what he commands on the open market. Like, I don't know how much Orlando Brown Jr. is worth. And that's why these GMs are way better at this than the rest of us. Like, we can guess and speculate, but none of us really know. Like, could you get a first-round pick for Orlando Brown Jr.? Again, there's not very many good ones in the league, and he's yeah. really young. He's really young, hasn't been injured, just won a Super Bowl. Like his value's probably never been higher. But there are there are teams who will fall in love with that sort of stuff and become enamored with it. I just don't think the Chiefs are one of them. So I think you tag them. It gives you that buffer zone you have until I think it's July 15th mm -hmm. to get a long-term extension. So there won't be any hasty moves. But like if it plays out like it did with Tyreek last year, where it becomes apparent like, hey, we're not very close on a deal here then I think you do try and get as much form as you possibly can because you can't franchise tag him a third time. So if you know you're not uh, getting a long-term extension done, I think you do cut bait and see what you can get for him as opposed to just playing it out for one more year and then letting him walk in free agency and you get nothing for him. 